words for you to hear it You say I'll be seated, so be Hello all and welcome to episode 114 of the Man to Man NBA show. I am your host JP Terrell. I'm very happy you're here with us today. Us being me and the great Andy Elliott, the founder, the leading charge behind the Man to Man brand. Jesse and I today, no hoop star today. He's got some family things going on, but as always, family comes first. So we'll see him again next week and I'm sure he'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, but before we get into all that fun stuff, I have to talk to you today about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find out all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, which are going on right now, and you will be hearing plenty about over the next hour. Fights, UFC, MMA, and even next season's futures for all sorts of sports leagues. The MLB is back. Who you got pick World Series? Go put some money on them. I know the lines are already changed a little bit, and it's barely even been a week, so get those bets in now. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device mobile device to join and use promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Deposit whatever you want, amount you want, get a little 50% on top of that to help you get your bets going. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Appreciate Bet Online for working with Believe and then therefore working with us so we can give it to y'all and we can keep doing this podcast we love so much. With that all said and done, Mr. Elliot, how are we doing today? How, how was the weekend, brother? Happy Easter. Hope you feel Yeah, home. dude. Happy Easter, man. I think um, I, I can't remember what our episode last Easter was, but Liam, if you're listening to this, we. I don't know. We did like one of those quarantine houses. No, I think it was like two Easter's ago. We did a quarantine house, like choose your quarantine house. I don't know if you saw this on social media at all, JP, but it was, I think we did like basketball edition. It was like, we picked Shaq, Stephen A, Ron Artest, and it was somebody else. It was either like Birdman or something, but uh, yeah, happy Easter, man. Um, What did I do this? JP, you called me up yesterday and you said you were on like a little three-day bendy. So I'm good. Friday night, I... I think I went out. Um, yeah, Friday night was a bendy for sure for me. Saturday, nothing, catching up on sleep. And then today, I got like back knee, bro. Like, you know, I've been, I've been hitting the gym a little bit, um, getting some back knee. So, you know, the Madre with the, the skin studio hooked it up today. And um, just trying to get that right so I can take off my shirt um, come summertime now. But um, hey, I feel you, brother. It's good, man. Tell us about the three-day bendy that you just got going on. JP calls Liam and I. JP never texts text us like throughout the weekend unless there's something going on with him and talking about a couple of teddies hitting the system. So uh, how was the three-day bendy, bro? Yeah, the, the, the three-day trip. I went and saw some of my friends up at James Madison University, which is, uh, you know, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. A lot of my friends go to JMU. And uh, it's, it's only a quick two-hour drive up the road. So whenever I need a little detox, I go up there and uh, – it was a lot of fun. I got to see a lot of cool people, meet a lot of new, cool new people. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. And and I did. Uh, I let the. I called the boys up to see what was going on as we were all watching basketball. As just things were going on, it was a Saturday night. I want to see what the guys were up to. And that's yeah, the first you, you time you've about, ever. That's the first time you've ever done that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, it's Saturday night. I know y'all. That's are doing how you thing. know. That's how you know JP is on one. Just trying to talk. He was like, "I'm just trying to talk to the boys. What's up?" And I was like. Mm-hmm. All right, we we got it. And JP ends up FaceTiming us. He's like, "What's good?" <laughs> I'm like, bro, what are you doing? 
But uh, shout out to, uh, I guess, the trivia question winner last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, so for anybody that, that I'm sure a lot of people saw it on social media or you heard it last week. But um, Andy posed the question, what does JP stand for? Which is the acronym that I've gone by for most of my life. And um, it's the, the correct answer is Justin Penza, which right. happens to be Justin. It's my first name, obviously. And Penza is my mom's maiden name. Also happens to be my middle name. And um, a lot of people do know that people that I'm close with, but uh, obviously hundreds more do not. I've met, I've had really good friends in my life for like almost a decade at this point that have no idea what JP stands for. Cause I just, it just doesn't come up a conversation, but uh, yeah, my, my good buddy, he's really a good friend of my brother's as well. Guy I played baseball with for a long time. I respect the hell out of Nick Noonan was the first man to get it. And he's getting some free merch. There's a lot of good answers on the, uh, the Instagram page. If you want to go check them out, read the comments. There's there are a lot of funny ones. The, the yeah. fans and my friends were uh, enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to go look back at that. So we can just kind of rip them here. Jumper polling stands for that JIP. What is JIP? J-I-P. A JIP. So all my buddies at Clemson call me JIP. J-I-P. I don't know why I thought JP was short enough, but in Clemson, South Carolina, there's a lot of people who only know me as JIP. Okay. J-Buck, Gene Paolo, James Pierre, mm-hmm. Jelly Pudding, Juan Paolo, JIP uh, Clubs, and Jelly Bean Pop-Tart. Yeah, I mean they 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 were all close. You got to give them that. It was were, close, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we're uh, we're sending some merch out to your homeboy. Hopefully he'll he'll rock the MTM, dude. Maybe we can do something like that, like every other week. Um, I don't know what you maybe you can come up with the the next trivia question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's good fan engagement. I appreciate everybody who you know took part of it, reached out. Had a lot of people reach out to me specifically about it, saying. Yo, what does JP stand for? And I wasn't spoiling anybody. I was making sure fair and square, fair and square. I had family members reaching out being like, can I answer? And I'd tell them, no, we need this to be as legitimate as possible. But it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did something like that. And yeah, hundred percent. We can get into that, do a little something like that in the future. More, the more merch out, the better. Speaking of merch, mm-hmm. um, get your damn merch. You know, we got these hoodies that we're trying to get rid of. So maybe uh, all the JP, you need to hook up the homies, hook the homies up with some merch, bro. You got to send them, send them the link or something, you know, I don't think any of your boys uh, have merged now. Uh, I don't know that I know of. I mean, JP. I, all my homies are still in school trying to survive off of, you know, $15 a week, but I'll make oh, it, I'll man. make it happen. They're all about to graduate. So that'll be a different, different situation. But you yeah, just got out of college last year, right? Yeah, I've been out. So I'm approaching the year mark at this point of being gone and all my buddies are still there so you said you got an ex-girlfriend or something that you're going like is that why you're going back there all the time you said you got no. you said you had a girlfriend or something there i don't have any girlfriend anywhere no i went to uh I, I, down to clemson i just like go and see the boys i think jp got a girlfriend uh, i don't know like a secret admirers or uh whatever crush admirers I, I think that's the reason why you're going out there dude but just let us know man let us know if you need anything from us um other than that, like continue, continue your search. All right. Yeah, I will. I'll let you know. And, and yes, I, if, if when slash when I do eventually enter a relationship, I'll let you know, we'll make sure there's some merch going out that way. I'll keep you in the loop. You don't worry about it, Andy. I got All you. Right. Just let me know what bird we're flying to, you know? I got you. I got you. All right. We're, this is the NBA show. Let's do a little NBA talk because it's a big time in the NBA. The playoffs officially started this week. Uh, we had the first full game. Uh, this weekend, 
first full day of games, I should say. And uh, it, it has absolutely lived up to the hype. Um, we had a really good play-in game stretch. I'm not going to go back and review all those because they happened a while ago at this point, and so much has happened since. And if you're listening, you probably already know what happened in the play-in games. But it was a lot of fun just to see some play-in games where obviously there was a couple blowouts. But generally speaking, these games were really entertaining, good to watch. And the Minnesota Timberwolves, hell of a game. They made it all the way in. They were celebrating like crazy. I support it. You know what, Minnesota, you do what you got to do. It was a lot of fun to watch. And now that the entire playoffs are set, we got some seven-game series. It was a, It's always a little weird to go from, oh, these are all one-and-dones at like March Madness and playing games to now seven-game series because even though the pressure is still very high, it's not a one-game, one-and-done very high. So we're going to break down every game that's happened so far just to give the listener heads up as we are recording this. The Bulls and the Bucks are actually like playing actively as we record this. So we're not going to have every game done. We're going to miss about two. Uh, but every other game that's happened so far, we're going to get to talk about, and we're going to start with the Jazz versus the Mavericks, which was the first playoff game of the year. And uh, Jazz won 99 to 93. It was a great game for Donovan Mitchell. He had 32, 6 and 6. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is turning into one of the great NBA playoff performers, definitely of this generation for how young he is, but in, in the history. I mean, you look at, they show these infographics on the, on those games where it's like he's doing stuff that like only MJ, Kobe, and like, Will Chamberlain have done in the playoffs. It's insane, his scoring ability. And then LeBron. Um, we know Donovan Mitchell's great, but his future with Utah is a little shaky, I'd imagine. But it looked pretty good. Uh, they didn't break 100, which is a little crazy to think that playoff teams are winning games, not breaking 100. But as we've seen, the Mavericks, this Mavericks team is really struggling without Luka. Their offense is all out of whack. Nobody knows how bad the capturing really is. Jalen Brunson's a good player, but he's just not Luka with the ball. When your entire offense revolves around a guy like Luka and then you don't have him, it's tough to come back from. Uh, you know, we don't know how bad this capturing is. Some guys miss months with it. Some guys miss it for a couple of weeks. There's some talk that Luca may be coming back, you know, within this series, which I think would be a little insane, but it could happen. He's doing light on court work according to the team, but it's pretty obvious that without Luca, this Mavericks team is going to struggle in this series and probably won't win it. Um, Andy, I, I would love to hear your thoughts. Just, I mean, generally speaking, you know, if Luca's not here, can this Mavs team do it? Or is this Jazz team, even though they've been a little dysfunctional, a little shaky, this Jazz team at 75% is better, probably still better than the Mavs without Luka. Yeah, I mean, that's no doubt. And also without Tim Hardaway Jr., who's, you know, averaging at 14 points per game during the regular season. Uh, it's a great game overall. I mean, it's going to be a great series. Without Luka, right, obviously that's going to be the key component, um, you know, for the Mavs to kind of get over this hump and, and win this series. I will say great game by the Jazz. Uh, Boyan Bogdan, shout out old Pacers guy, 19 in the first half. And Donovan Mitchell, when you're just looking at him during playoff time, he's a he's a different breed, man. He's he's a monster, um, you know, trying to just dunk on people, dude, you know, but the nuts on head and uh, ends up with 32, but 19 in that third quarter. So, uh, I mean, it was a great game, but without having those two guys, the Jazz almost almost lost the game essentially right Mike Conley hits two uh, big buckets three pointers um in closing minutes of the fourth quarter but it, it was still pretty close to where uh, Kleba's in the game still knocks down a, a huge three at the end of the game um to kind of get them back going and and try to get them back uh you know into a lead but it's not just going to be Kleba it's not just going to be Brunson you know these other guys are going to have to step up and we've seen them do that without um, you know, with, with injuries in the, in the regular season for the Mavs. So they could do it. I could see them win a couple of games, but obviously the biggest question is when will Luca 
Doncic come back, and then Tim Hardaway Jr., what's going to happen with him? Um, Jazz just got to be able to figure out how to close games, and that's especially going after this first series here. Absolutely. I think we talked about Donovan Mitchell being a different breed in the playoffs because Donovan Mitchell's a great player. He always is. You know, it, he was hurt for a little bit this year, this season. But generally speaking, Donovan Mitchell is a top, you know, 25 player in the league all time. But the way the Jazz offense can shift come playoff time, where all of a sudden Donovan Mitchell, when he needs to be, can be a 19 point in a points in a quarter scoring guy. That is the sign of, of a team that can win series consistently. The problem with the Jazz so far in the last few years, the reason they have it is, like you said, they they can't close games, they can't close series. Last year, they last year they ran to the buzzsaw of the Clips, which was unfortunate, even though the Clips ended up losing in the West Conference Finals. But this year, if the Jazz can make it out of this series, it's going to be one of the better chances they've had, just with the possible line they could have to the finals. However, I don't either team making it out of this first round. Whether Luca comes back or not, I don't think makes it past the second, but that's a long way from now. And yeah, there's really, it's hard to talk about this series without the extra emphasis on Luca's injury because we just don't know what it is, what it will be. And if he can't play, the, the Mavs are, are up for a lot of trouble because Donovan Mitchell all of a sudden is by far the best scorer in this series. And typically the team with the better scorer ends up winning. And that's why I think we saw it, even when the Jazz don't play well. And they need Donovan Mitchell and Bogdanovich to carry them. They can, and they could win games. So that's 1-0 for the Jazz in that series. They'll play again tomorrow. Probably won't be seeing Luka, if I had to imagine, considering we haven't heard anything about it. So that would lead me to believe it would probably be 2-0 getting out of Dallas, which would be a disaster for the Mavericks. But we'll see. Maybe they uh, can pull one out, go 1-1 back to Salt Lake, and make things a little bit more interesting. But the other games in the West that were happening early yesterday was uh, the Timberwolves-Grizzlies. Uh, Timberwolves, the seven seed, pulling out an early upset in Memphis, 130 to 117. Uh, Anthony Edwards is a dog. There's no way to, uh, other way to describe him. He just he's got that dog in him. He had 36, two and six, and was the best player on the floor for most of the game. And in, in a game where the Ja Morant played very well, Ja had 32, four and eight on decent efficiency, not great, but enough to keep these Grizzlies really in the game for a long time when they probably shouldn't have been. There was sometimes look like the Wolves are just going to run away with this game. Um, but something that everybody's talked about all year is how good this Grizzlies team is on the defensive end. That, you know, and even without Ja, they can do this, this, and this because their defense is this good. Well, one of the best defensive teams in the league just gave up 130 points. And the Mavericks, or excuse me, the uh, the Timberwolves are a good offensive team. But you're giving up 130 points in a home playoff game against a seven seed? That is alarming. I don't care if Cat and uh, Anthony Edwards play great. That is a problem. It's one game. There's no reason to sound the alarms yet. But Andy as a, you know, close, geographically close to Memphis guy, and I know you follow them a little bit and you love Ja, you got, is, is there any worry for you in your, uh, in your head? For me, no. Um, obviously, a young, inexperienced team, and we've talked about the Grizzlies and what they're going to be able to do and how they're going to be able to ultimately handle themselves coming into the playoffs with, you know, dogs on the other team, right? Cat, all-star Bev's been there. Um, D'Lo, first, you know, first pick overall a couple of years back. Um, I'm not too worried about the Grizzlies until they lose the second game here. If they, you know, if they go down 0-2, that's a different story, right? I'm just looking at the the box score here. And for the Timberwolves, everybody is a, a plus 10 um, 
plus minus ratio when on the court. And that's that's for the uh, the starters on the Timberwolves compared to the Grizzlies starting five, all minus uh, 13 plus. So that just that just means that chemistry is not there. They're not doing well with those five guys on the court at the same time. Um, maybe figure out some different rotations going into game two. I know there's always adjustments uh, going into every single game within these playoffs. They'll figure it out. Jenkins is a great coach, but Timberwolves are coming with some serious dog in them. And for the Grizzlies, I'm not exactly sure what needs to be done. You know, I'm not the coach. I'm just a fan, right, watching. But I think that maybe, you know, maybe switch up the rotations a little bit and see what works, what doesn't. Play more small ball, play more big ball. Um, but regardless, to answer your question, not worried about it. But if they go down 0-2, then, you know, you got to you got to kind of reevaluate and have some serious adjustments played there. Yeah, absolutely. I think I obviously no team ever wants to lose two games at home. And if you're a two seed, you definitely don't want to lose the first two games at home, even if you think you are far better than this team and can beat them four times in a row. And I think everybody would agree this Grizzlies team as a whole is better than this Timberwolves team. However, we saw the Minnesota crowd in the playing game. I, it's not going to be less intense as the, se- the series goes on. If the Timberwolves, I mean, they're going to have at least one game under their belt when they go back home. If they have, if they're up 2-0 going back to Minnesota in that sort of environment for this young Grizzlies team, that is a tough thing to come back from. I, I can see, I mean, then at that point, we're starting to talk about like Minnesota getting out of this series, not just making it competitive in like four or five games. I mean, it, it's going to be, the Grizzlies, I, I'm with you. I'm not worried yet, How, but the next game, they need to come out. They need to perform well. They need to hit their shots. Ja, who's been playing great, don't get me wrong, I don't put any of the blame on Ja for this last game, but he has to come out and do another one of those Ja-like performances that we see. It can't just be the highlights, because he's got his highlights. Ja's always going to have these awesome, crazy plays. Right. But your team's got to win games against teams like with like an Anthony Edwards, a dynamic scoring guard, and a Carl Lady Towns who's like a top three center in the league right now, top four center. So they also seven threes made from the Grizzlies out of 27. Seven. So they're just not, I mean, poor performance shooting wise. And but you are getting to the free throw line 43 times, uh, 32 out of 43 shooting 75% compared to 24 out of 27, which is still very fucking impressive by the Timberwolves side. But 43 times at the line, it's pretty impressive. But if you're shooting seven threes or if you're only making seven threes out of what, 26 and 27, you know, it kind of flip flops itself there. Yeah, absolutely. And for a team like the Grizzlies that they score a lot of points in the paint, but they got a Desmond Bain and a Zaire Williams and guys like that. who These guys are shooters, what they do to then go and turn around and shoot less than 30 percent, basically 25 percent from three is bad. It won't happen again. Again, that's something that I think is important to re- recognize is it is very unlikely they shoot this poor again. If you believe in progression to the mean, they're probably going to shoot great from three tomorrow. But it's it's no the worry meter for me is not high yet, just like it's not high for you. But we'll see. This It's something that I can imagine some Memphis fans are probably getting a little antsy because this is a great team. And, but uh, and losing to the Timberwolves first round would be uh, utterly a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's no other way around it because this Timberwolves team, they are – as fun as they are to watch, they are horribly consistent, and you, the Grizzlies team, should never be losing in a seven game series. To them. Shout out Anthony Edwards for balling, like he's just yeah. a stud, bro. I think, and we can talk about. It. I don't know who the four players were. Uh, was it Maxi Edwards? Um, it's, I'm talking about their their debut game, uh, playoffs debut game, mm-hmm. uh, thirty under thirty or whatever the hell they were talking about. Um, who was it? Who were the other two guys? It was Maxi with 38, Edwards with 36. Was it Ja with 32 then? And 
somebody else, Jordan Poole. Um, which yeah. we'll get into in a sec, but yeah, I mean, Edwards is coming correct and jaw is too, but you got to figure out how to, I don't know how to play ball with the other guys, you know, play defense, great defense wins games. And um, yeah, not worried until, until, you know, down Oh two. Yep, sir. All right. Moving over to the East. Uh, probably one of the, it was an entertaining watch, but one of the, the least climactic games of the playoffs so far, at least the one day, full day we've had was a 76ers Raptors 76ers, pretty much start to finish handled this one 131 to 111 it's pretty dominant performance as you just talked about Tyrese Maxey played the best game of his young career uh he had 38 points on 14 to 21 shooting including five of eight from three the Raptors truly did not have an answer for him which is I mean Tyrese Maxey's a great player but he's not a guy I would ever think would just take over a playoff game like this especially against a team like the Raptors who guards guards and wings very well Tyrese Maxey shot him out the gym. I mean, it, it wasn't even – he was dominating. And I think what something we talked about last week and every analyst and every everybody has talked about so far is that this Sixers team could very easily beat this Raptors team in the paint because they – where the Raptors struggle is guarding bigs. Mm-hmm. And then Joel Embiid didn't really have to do much. I mean, he had a very mediocre pedestrian game. I think he had like 19 points, which for Joel Embiid is really not much. Uh, James Harden had 22, which again, I mean, it's, it's been solid for James Harden, but – if this Sixers team can play like this and not need these dominant performances from Joel Embiid and still win by 20 points, the Raptors are in trouble. And it doesn't matter that going back to Toronto, the uh, Sixers are going to lose Stiebel, and then they're going to be back. And, and playing in Toronto is hard for anybody. Don't get me wrong, because that atmosphere is just awesome. But it's it, the Raptors, especially now that Scotty Barnes could be hurt. I mean, he's definitely probably missing tomorrow, and Gary Trent Jr. missing tomorrow as well. The, this is a, a getting a very shaky for the Raptors very quick because this game has to be disheartening. Yeah, maybe you just flush it and you're like, whatever, we need to win four games anyway. But you, you got you got worked. You got worked in the game one of the series, and Joel Embiid did not play up to what Joel Embiid can do. And if, if you're letting Tyrese Maxey light you up, it, that's not a great sign for your team going forward. I love Tyrese Maxey. He's a, he's a great player. He's not the kind of dominant scorer who should do this to any team so that i i the, i would honestly be more worried if i was the raptors right now and granted they are the five seed and they're technically the underdog here but the raptors worry meter should be going way up very early in this series just based on this first game they're not built for that five seed um we still have this gentleman's back going on jp they're not going to get they're not going to get two games under the belt the raptors are they're going to get swept in the series um you still believe they're going to win two or no I still think they can take two. It's hard to win in Toronto, but uh, it, it's definitely – I do not feel near as confident now as, about it, as I did. I mean, Maxie's a stud, and Harden and those other guys have given him the keys to be the player that he should be in the NBA, especially transitioning from college ball, right? Great great point guard at uh, Kentucky. But Maxie, if he's doing that, then Joel Embiid and James Harden can be ordinary players. They don't need to go off every single night. and um it's just, I mean, he's I, I was watching it. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, this, these guys, this, he's fucking working everybody on that other side. So, I mean, I just don't think I think the Raptors got lucky with their seating uh, toward the end of the year, but they're not built for this moment. And the Sixers are a team that are contending champions. You know, they're, they're going for a championship, obviously, um, and can do so with the players that they have on their team. But Raptors is just an embarrassment. I mean, they got that one dude, Wada Tomi, that got, you know, you know, put a 
put on a poster by Edwards last year. They got other guys on the bench that just are kind of no names. Gary Trent Jr. is a minus 23 coming out of the starting lineup on that plus minus ratio. He's scared to shoot the ball. He airballed a layup during the middle of the game. Um, so they're just not built for it, man. They, they obviously won that chip with Kawhi for a reason. Van Fleet went off, sure. You know, Siakam, where are you at? Or use he was an all-star, correct? Like, not anymore, dog. Uh, they're just not built for the moment. So that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, this is a very, very different team than the Raptors team that won not too long ago, which makes sense considering that was now two finals ago. Three, really, if you count, in, including that finals, which is kind of crazy to think about. But, yeah, it's 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 alarming. And I still love Nick Nurse. I think he's an incredible coach, and they're going to make adjustments. However, and we again, this is Joel Embiid's not going to play this pedestrian again. And the front line here for the Raptors in this series is Keem Birch and Precious Achua trying to guard Joel Embiid. It's not going to last. I, 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 the problems are starting to show themselves too much. I like the, uh, I say, I, I, they can still take two. Don't get me wrong. They can still take two because they're not taking two. At that level of violence. They're not. Without Scotty Barnes, if Scotty Barnes is hurt, it's, it's, it's a different story. This is, he, this a, even is, though he's a rookie. This is like hands down the worst team in the playoffs. Like there's no, there's no doubt about that. The Raptors, bro. What are we talking about here? Tobias Harris is always also filled in that void where he's like, okay, what, why do we pay Tobias Harris like so much money? 26, you know, 26 and maxi 38. Like this is a, from one to five, almost like it's an all-star team that what the Sixers have built. So I, I don't know, man, let's, let's keep it moving for now, but I don't think they're going to get two. And I think the Sixers are somebody that could win the whole thing. So I mean, this is a tough out for the Raptors. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, I, I love to hear it. I, I like that you're so passionate about these Sixers. I don't like – we don't hear you about that too often. So I'm a I'm big Sixers guy. I did you're say the – um, I did say that the Nets, if they played the Sixers, right, last week, which I don't even know. I was tripping. I didn't even know what the standings were. Just wasn't uh, possible. But, I mean, the Sixers look great right now, man. So, I mean, if I had to put money on I'd definitely put money on the Sixers out there just watching all these other games today. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then the last game of the day yesterday, we went back out west. It was Warriors Nuggets. Uh, Warriors handily 123 to 107. Uh, the Steph Clay Draymond lineup was back for the first time since Steph's injury. They'd only played 11 minutes together before this game. And they played a decent amount together, although I wouldn't say that any of the three of them played outstanding. They all just played their ball and played well enough. Steph, you could obviously tell, was ramping up back up, was not playing Steph Curry esque basketball. But it didn't matter because uh, Jordan Poole was an absolute a lightning bolt. The dude was hooping, and he's been playing so well, especially the back half of this year. He's the most improved candidate. If you're counting by, like, release votes, he's actually in first right now. I'm not sure if that'll hold. Jaw's probably coming up very soon. But uh, it was it, it was a great showing for Jordan Poole, a guy who, who has his entire career, at one point was labeled as the worst player in the NBA on some of those really old, bad, or those really old Warriors teams from about two years ago, is now being the best player in a playoff game in a game that included the most likely MVP, Nikola Jokic. What a turnaround. That's been awesome. It's been awesome to see for Jordan Poole. I'm excited that because I like him a lot as a player. Uh, speaking of Nikola Jokic, the Joker played fine. He, he was okay. It, this was always going to be a bad, a tough matchup for Jokic, especially when it comes to his ball movement skills because the Warriors are so young and able to move so fast and make passing really hard. Jokic is going to have a game this series where he puts up like 45 and 15. It's going to happen eventually, but it was not yesterday. Uh, he, they, they looked outmatched. He looked outmatched. They looked outmatched. The only guy who really came to play was Will Barton, who uh, played very well. Uh, but I think he had 24 
for which is a lot for Will Barton. Uh, but Will Barton ain't winning you a series against the Warriors. He ain't winning you a playoff series, period. So I there really I don't think there's really much to glean from this game that we didn't already expect or know. So I guess Andy, I'd just say for you, you know, is was there anything else you're looking forward to in this series, or is is this just kind of a showing that like yeah, this Warriors team is gonna beat the brakes off these Nuggets? Yeah, I mean they're without their full roster. Obviously Jamal Murray is a huge player on the Nuggets side, but uh, and Jokic can't. I mean Jokic is a center, bro. He's not the one bringing up the ball, facilitating the plays, and calling out shots. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Warriors, like Liam was saying last week, look out for them, man. They look great. Uh, maybe put Poole in the starting lineup, you know? So um, I knew Curry was going to be back, though. Like, Curry was definitely going to be playing first game, no doubt about that. Watch out for the Warriors, man. There's some sleepers, and, uh, you know, Steph Curry will win that MVP. Um, and so that's all I got to say about that. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on the last <laughs> one, but everything else, I think you're totally correct. Um, it's, you know, when – even when this roster's played together, this Steph, Draymond, Clay, they don't all have to be playing like extraordinarily well. It's just the chemistry they have and the gravity each one of those players pulls, it opens up the floor so much for everybody else. So I, I wouldn't say this Warriors team right now, I like I expect them to go, you know, bust the doors off of every team they play because there are still some holes in this roster. But when they're moving like this and in a game where Steph Curry can take a step back, I've coming off an injury and be like, I really don't even need to shoot that much because I got Jordan Poole coming out here splashing. That's a really, really good sign for the Warriors, good sign for the Bay Area. And I think we've all we, – I mean, we've known this from the beginning with the Nuggets. They ride with Jokic, and he's been incredible all year. He's probably going to win an MVP, very well-deserved. But in a playoff series, it's a problem. But they're, they're the six seed for a reason. This Warriors team, it, I think, is going to beat them. It, it, I might The Nuggets might steal one in Denver because it's hard to play in Denver. But I think What's it's up with uh, – oh, I guess Compazzo's out, huh? Compazzo pushed whoever. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, he got suspended. I mean, Compazzo ain't winning you a series either. But he did. Compazzo might do it, bro. He I, might do it. I disagree. I've watched Compazzo play a lot, but and he he ain't winning you a series. But it was uh, it, it's been uh, interesting to see this Warriors team as they developed. You know, younger guys coming in, Jonathan Kaminga playing, Moses Moody, all that, and now it's uh, really reliant on back in the old guys' hands and Jordan Poole and those other guys are going to play too, but. When it comes down to it, we know the lineups we're going to be seeing for the Warriors. I think there was like some stat where uh, Looney, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green have all uh, played like 256 combined games together in the postseason. So, I mean, experience comes with it, right? And so that's what Jordan Poole was being asked after the game by Malika is how do you do it? How do you, how do you, you know, uh, build all this confidence? And how do you, how do you figure out, you know, what to do with all these other all-stars on the, on the same team? And he's like, you know what? I've just been asking them, been studying the game. And they said, just do you, do you. And then we'll figure it out from there. But experience is going to come down to, I mean, with this Warriors team, experience is huge, right? So um, who would they play second round? I'm just thinking out of the top of my head. I don't even know. The Warriors, if they win this, would play the winner of the Jazz Maps, I believe. That might not be true. Let me look. I, I think they, that does sound correct to me, though. But one yeah. of the, they're, they were mo- they will most likely be playing a, a lower seat because they they right. yeah we'll see but I, I'll pull it up real quick but yeah they uh, they definitely don't have like the hardest way to get to the finals that's what I, that's it's kind of where I'm going here like whoever second round is too I mean just gotta watch out for the Warriors man um, Steph Curry I think uh, Austin Rivers is related to Steph Curry also you see that um, they have. Uh, Somehow, one of the brothers is married to like their brother-in-law. Seth somehow. Curry. Seth Curry is married yeah. to Austin Rivers' sister. 
Yeah, that sounds right. And it would be actually, so if the Warriors win this, they play the winner of the, the Grizzlies Timberwolves series. So it, it will a little bit tougher matchup than Jazz Mavs, because which I should have known that. That's basic seeding, but uh it is uh I mean shit after watching yesterday, I, the Grizzlies or the Timberwolves don't really scare me if I'm the Warriors that much. So yeah. Well, fucking hey, there's Johnny outside. What's up, John? Cool deal. Let's keep it moving. All right, keeping it moving. Before we get into the couple day games that have happened today, I've got another beautiful sponsor I have to tell you about today, and that is Credit Karma. Uh, you know, are you planning ahead for big expense? Anybody out there? It's uh, it's about to be summertime. Maybe you make some adjustments before the heat comes. Maybe uh, you know, go get some some skin treatment. You know, something of that nature. So you're looking good when you got the shirt off when you're out amongst the people at the beach. Anything of that nature. Maybe you want to snag some tickets for a playoff game. Hey, one of these game sevens, you're going to wish you were there. No matter what it is, no matter who's playing, you're going to wish you were there. Maybe it's a little more serious. You want to want to put those car hey, repairs. Hey, medical chill, bills. chill. So I think we both got dog problems going on right now, right? Yeah, yeah. But, well, I, I think mine cooled down. But anyway, back, back to Credit Karma. Um, <laughs> if uh, Credit Karma can help you look for a loan, a low-interest personal loan that could save you money while you pay off your purchase, Uh Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what a loan amount you could get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval so you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Just makes it so much easier on you. It's a much less stressful environment than, say, going into a bank or anything like that. Uh, comparing loans on loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free. It won't affect your credit score and can save you money. There's no reason not to do it. At least take a look and see. Maybe this works for me. You know, I personally do use Credit Karma to keep track of my finances, make sure things are all looking good, the credit score, all that. As I'm about to go, eventually have to go get a new apartment. All that stuff matters because the people be looking at your finances. You want Credit Karma on your side. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. You think anybody's going to do it? I hope so. I, I, I use Credit Karma. I don't need a loan right now, but I do use Credit Karma. And it's, a, it's a great service. I, I, I keep, you got to keep an eye on that credit score, Andy. You know that. I know, man. I still can't find my debit card. Yeah, is it just GG's? You think it's just over? Yeah, I, I got to go get a new debit card next week for sure. I've been putting a, a lot of money on my credit card. But, uh, like, I have Apple Pay. So, But, like, you know, you can't go to a bar. What we were saying, I can't Apple Pay anything with a bar. Why is that a thing? Why can't you do that? They don't, I don't know. They, they honestly, I think most bars would rather just everybody pay cash, to be honest. So they're just like the, le, the less right. digital offers, the better. But, right. Straight cash, cash on me. Hey, I, I paid in a bar. I, I paid for lunch and at a bar with cash a couple of times this weekend. Bartenders were loving me. You know, I'd say, hey, keep it, keep it checked. Let's, um, credit karma was good. Let's, uh, let's do the NBA uh, trivia question of the week now. Yeah. Go ahead and drop it on me before we get to these next couple games here. All right, all right, all right. Which NBA player was the first winner of the NBA Finals MVP despite being on the losing team? So this was a this is a great question, and I and I do believe I know it, but the reason I know it is partly because of some current events that are going on in the world, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I think it's something that we will never see again. I don't think we'll ever see a losing player win MVP just because, you know. Recently, the only time ever recently what happened was that LeBron James finals against the Warriors where Iggy ended up winning it, but LeBron was putting up like 46, 15, and 10 every game, and they lost. And if he's not winning it that year as a losing team, it's never going to happen again. But to answer your question, Andy, 
I believe this is Jerry West with the Lakers. It was the first player to ever win finals MVP on the losing team. That is incorrect. Really? I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah it's Jerry West. Um, other options, Bill Russell, Isaiah Thomas, George Mikan, 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 yeah, Mikan, Mikan layup drill. Yep. He's one of the all-time greats for the uh, Hawks. He's from way back in the day. See, that's insane, bro. Who, who knows that? You know, Justin. Pinson. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan. No, um, Jerry Jerry West won the NBA Finals MVP award in 1969, which was also the first year the award was handed out. It wasn't until 1972 that Jerry West won an NBA title with the Boston Celtics. I'm kidding, right? <laughs> this is a no, bad it, joke. Hey, the, it's it, the reason it's tough right now is because so many people are learning about this era of Lakers ball from Winning Time, which is the new HBO. <laughs> docu-series it's, it's not a full documentary it's a narrative story but and um, i've been watching it every episode of hbo max i thoroughly enjoy it it's great any uh basketball heads out there should absolutely give it a watch or if you just like dramatic television it's great john c Riley's jerry bus dr jerry bus has been awesome uh magic johnson the isaiah Qu- or quincy isaiah i believe his name is is uh playing magic johnson the first acting role he's ever done and is doing an awesome job especially playing Man. a guy like magic johnson who's is it like, like episode than life is it episode one of the doc or what's going on it's like episode five. It's been going on for, it's been released oh, on Sunday gotcha. for like the last month. Yeah. So anybody with HBO Max, go check it out. No free ads, but it is very good. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm so glad we also don't, I, like, I'm not going to ask you about the Lakers. Just don't even want to talk to them anymore. Talk about them at no. all anymore. No, so. no reason to. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it over the offseason when they get a new head coach or everything like that. But, and yeah. I got some stuff to say about Russell Westbrook, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to wait. Hey, to the Pacers, comes, baby. But. To the Pacers. <laughs> He might as well go do something like that. Did you see that? I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what, like the rumor came out that he was like they're they're gonna try to trade him to the Pacers. I feel like they're gonna they're gonna try to trade him to whoever wants him. Yeah, well, we'll take we'll take Westbrook all day. Hey, it would be fun to watch, but well, again, we're no Lakers talk. Anyways, we're anyways, yeah, 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 we're yeah. we're talking too much about it. In New York. <laughs> We talked ourselves back into some Lakers talk. All right, we're out of it. What's next? All right, the back in the Eastern Conference first game today being Sunday. Yes. Uh, it was Heat Hawks, and uh, this game was never really close. The Heat dominated this game from start to finish. Yeah. Um, it was a masterclass by the Heat, a team that's incredibly good. One seed in the East for the reason. Duncan Robinson with 27 off the bench, eight and nine from three. They could not stop Duncan Robinson. Uh, Miami played stifling defense, including on Trey Young, who did not play well. Uh, he got rolled up on Kyle Lowry a little bit later in the game. And then once it was out of hand, the, the Hawks were like, no, just go sit down. We don't need you out there right now. Right. Um, as an eight seed, playing a team as good as the Heat, your team's best player has to – you have to be there. He has to be playing every game. He has to be playing lights out. And Trey Young will do that eventually. But right. I've seen today when that doesn't happen, these Hawks, as good as they are, I like the team a lot. They don't really have the guns to compete with this Heat team if, if Trey's not playing at 100%. All right. Oh, my fault. Um. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the environment in Miami, too, man, it, it's tough to win. Um, Jimmy Butler and Trey Younger, we're talking about the Miami Heat. Sorry, man, I just completely lost train. I didn't even hear what you said. We're talking about this series, right? Yeah. Sorry, man, that's why we need hope on the pod. Um, the one thing I do know about this series, it's hard to win in Miami, and Trey Young is not going out without a fight, and literally speaking. So um, Jimmy Butler's not going out. They're just dogs all around, man. Uh, you seen what Trey Young did with the Knicks last year, and you know he'll, he'll continue to put up points. And um, I mean, I think the Hawks can get a couple here. 
And it, it you know, might out might sound outlandish to say, but the Heat look great. Yes, correct. But you know, if the Hawks can steal one at home here or and um in Miami, you know, look for the Hawks to come back with some serious momentum and and get going and get rolling over there. Um, if not, they go down 0-2, definitely gonna win two, you know, at home. But um, it's gonna be a dog eat dog fight. I think in this series and um, definitely look out for it to watch. Definitely look this. I can't even speak saying fucking English. Go ahead, JP. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. And you're right. You you don't want to mess around with this Hawks team for too long because they do have a lot of talent. You don't want to let them hang around. And, you, and if you, the Heat know that Eric Spolster is an incredible head coach. He's telling his guys that every day. Like, yeah, we are better than Steam, but we can let them even breathe. We saw it in, in a couple of playing games with this Hawks team. First off, they can blow a team out like they did the Hornets. Or they can fight back against a good team on the Cavs and make it happen. So I, I dug the Heat do not want to mess around with the Hawks too much, but um, as we as we saw today, there there's just a certain level of talent that's going around. And and John Collins, even though he's playing, is obviously not 100 because he's in so many games. Clint Capella going down with an injury in the playing game is a disaster in this series for the, the Hawks because they needed that big guy that constant threat in the paint. So. It's going to be a long uphill battle for the Hawks. It's not impossible, but this is a tough 1-8 series for them, for sure. And then the last game we're going to talk about today is uh, the Celtics-Nets game, which was an incredible game, best game of the first round by far so far. Um, Jason Tatum at 31, including the buzzer being layup on a ridiculous backdoor cut to the basket. Not really backdoor, but just a cut to the basket anyway uh, to get open right at the buzzer. It was awesome. Uh, he really, honestly, probably should have had more points, in my opinion. They, the Celtics have these weird stretches where they just don't go to him for a while, and then, like, Jalen Brown takes some shots and Daniel Tice takes some shots and Derek White takes some shots. Right. And those are all good guys. But I, if, if I'm the Celtics, I want Jason Tatum touching the ball almost every single possession, especially in this series, because KD, who didn't play great today, but still filled it up. And Kyrie, who's playing out of his mind in Boston, you know, flipping the bird to the fans, sending them the crying, everything. Kyrie lives for this stuff. And he the, did, him off did he get called out for that? Did he get a tech for that? No. Yeah, he just that I mean, it was at the free throw, right? Free, free throw line, right? When he was just he, he was talking to a fan, and he flipped him off, right? He did one. Apparently, there's no angle of this, but apparently, he like did it like behind his head one time, and he definitely yeah. did run it down the court, like flip somebody off one time. But I mean, yeah. apparently, some of the stuff that they like, I mean, it's Boston, you know, and it's Kyrie. They don't right. like Kyrie, so I'm sure some of the stuff they're saying is way out of pocket. But it is, uh, it, it's entertaining to say the least. KD's gonna have a game where he puts up 40, whatever. Uh, this, if, if I'm a Nets fan. After today's game, yeah, it sucks losing. You would have loved to get game one, but I feel a lot more confident about the series now because the Celtics at, at some points in this game looked absolutely dominant, and you only lost by one point on a buzzer beater. That was kind of off like a fluke play. So I I, I don't feel bad if I'm a Nets fan. Go get game two. Bring it back to Brooklyn. It's it's a whole new series. Right. Um, KD didn't look great to me in this game, although putting up 23 um Kyrie looked amazing and Kyrie is someone that comes in the clutch um it, it's I mean that last bucket I'll tell you what man I was eating um my mom and I were eating out we were eating some bricks brisket at Edley's barbecues fire barbecue place in Nashville this guy comes up to me server and I've worked in the service industry but like man if someone's watching the game and it's the last 10 seconds bro this guy came up to our table and was like hey guys how was everything both of our plates are done everything was great appreciate it I'm not even answering. I'm just like looking straight forward because I'm trying to watch the last five seconds of this game. My guy, he asked me again, Hey man, how was, I said, my guy, it's good, bro. Missed the game winner right here, dog. I don't know why I just got really frustrated with that, man. You got to understand I've worked in bars and like service industry and shit. 
no one no one likes sports that works in service. Have you noticed this? Yeah, no, that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, they, there's a a certain because like I don't know when they when everybody else is watching the game they're working always. So I get it too, but my God, mm-hmm. come on, bro. You got- Trying to watch the last five seconds of this game right here, dog. Everything was straight. Obviously, I devoured it, but I'm not trying to sound like a dick, man. Happy Easter and everything else, but it was a great game. Um, Kevin Durant, you know, had had an offensive, what, offensive foul on Jason Tatum toward the end of the game. They were up like seven with what, like a minute and a half left, two minutes left. The Nets just fucking blew it. Um, But I guess to your point, sure, like they look, they look good. I don't know. This this series is definitely gonna be the one to watch out for, in my opinion. But uh, I don't really know, man. I don't know if the Nets can do it. Like that's the thing. You get you need thirty nine from Kyrie and you need twenty three from KD. Obviously, like super offensive power, but that's not gonna win them a championship either. I you know I'm big on like I'm a big like hate the Nets guy. Like I'm not a Nets guy at all. Um, so we'll see if they can do it, but this is the series to watch out for, I think. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is about KD. He's just not quick, you know. Like, is that just me, or he's just trying to cross over? He carries the ball. People know where he's going, and then you know you throw up a a three and try to hit it off a bank. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I could be like super biased, but like I don't know if that makes sense. He's just not a quick guy to me. He doesn't look quick on the court. He's I mean, like I'm not seven. saying anything about it. He's like KD's seven feet tall, game. bro. Yeah, that's that's a good point. He is he's gigantic, but I ain't saying anything about Katie's offensive game. Kevin Durant is a great offensive player. Yeah, he's not the quickest guy, definitely not. But the man gets to his spots and hits his shots. He just was a little off tonight. He's gonna put up 30, I think, every game the rest of the series. So KD's just fine. Anybody worrying about KD is is going is off their rocker. I mean, six Ooh. turnovers, bro. Six turnovers, right. like the most I, on the team. I, like six I'm though, not like an all-star, bro. Come on, I'm dog. not worried. You a lot of KD's turnovers are like late because they they they're just passing him at the end of the shot clock, and he'll either, you know, he'll get just ripped trying to push like something crazy going up. I'm not worried about Kevin Durant. I don't think anybody should ever be worried about Kevin Durant. The dude's a hooper, certified bucket getter, and always has been. So this is going to be a great series. Uh, the it's going to be talk, great. We should, we should talk be. about the Celtics because they, they did play well. Marcus Smart yeah. didn't have a great fourth quarter, but played out of his mind the rest of the game. Uh, I'm super excited to watch the rest of the series. It could absolutely go seven, and it would be probably one of the best uh, opening series of all time. What about um, 18 fouls in the first quarter? Yeah, it was it was a ref show for a little bit. It, I mean, But this is going to be a physical series. It 100% is. Right. I, I, honestly, I thought KD was getting a lot, fouled a lot more than the calls he was getting. Uh, but that's Kevin Durant. That's just part of being, you know, his size and stature and the way he plays. But um, I, yeah, it was a ref show and it will not be that way for all series, but it definitely, uh, and it definitely, they got a little bit less happy with the whistles as the game gone on. Jalen Brown got bopped in the face and it was a bloody nose. That man, it's just bad timing. But, Horford yeah, with it, 22 kind of makes Bruce Brown look like an idiot. Yeah. it That, that is something that, that is like, the, if the Al Horford ends up being a, a pretty big part of the series, which I think he will be like Bruce Brown's been great. It's kind of like a small ball, like big garter for the uh, Nets. But Al Horford's been doing this a long time and he's better than Bruce Brown. I mean, so. 20 and 15, you know, yeah. like Tatum. Yeah. It was probably, you know, the player of the game, but Horford, I mean, 20 and 15. Yeah. 2015. And yeah, that's pretty much all. I mean, two assists, but fuck it. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, Celtics look good, man. And I think on the lines, too, um, talking about betting and things like that, it's just flip-flopping over and over. Like, I think the Nets were favored super hard. Then, like, right before tip-off, it was the Celtics. I were back to being favorites. So, I mean, this is going to be an up-and-down uh, series. So, I'm excited to watch it, man. 100%. So, that's all the games that have fully happened. Uh, the Bulls-Bucks are playing right now. Should we do a quick live score check? Do some, like, uh, it'll be like time traveling. Yeah. So the so Bucks are up 46-39 right now. So the Bucks are right. It, it's close though. The Bulls are uh, making it happen here in the second quarter. Uh, by the time obviously you're hearing this, the game will be over. But um, we'll just do a quick like series preview about it. We don't have to talk too much about it because we're going to talk plenty about it next week. Right. Right. But, um, I think the Bucks handle this series without too much of a struggle. Nobody on the Bulls can guard Giannis for one game, let alone right. four. So I like the Bucks handle it pretty easily. They're my pick to get out the East, so they're obviously my pick to get out the first round. Um, I like the Bucks a lot. The Bulls have struggled against top level teams. I just don't see any reason not. Lonzo's to out for the series. Is is that right? Yeah, they were supposed to come back, but he's had some knee discomfort. I think Lonzo is uh done for what the pride puss, for the season. Bro, I what a puss. I don't think Lonzo balls a pussy. I think he's just hurt. <laughs> come on, bro. Like this is what we talked about. Like, we've been waiting to see what the Bulls can do in the playoffs, and you're just being like, nah. You have been waiting to see what the Bulls have can do. You, like, I have known what have. the Bulls a can do. A lot of people have, bro. A lot of people I have. I have known since opening day what these Bulls can do in the playoffs, and it's nothing. Man, they just got screwed playing the Bucks, bro. They screwed themselves over. Yeah, that's like, a tough first-round matchup. Fell in, fell in sixth place, and, like, the Bucks are third. You know, the Bucks should be first. They just got screwed. I think, you know, I would like to see the Bulls at least win a couple in this series, but who knows? Maybe Grace and I will take somebody out in the left nut again. So it might not even happen. Maybe. That, that could happen. But then the last game to happen today is uh, the last 1-8 matchup, Suns-Pelicans. Pelicans played out of their mind in the playing games to get in. They broke my heart because now the Blazers aren't going to get their pick, which sucks. But um, the uh, Suns are I, – I, I, the Pelicans have been great. And it's been very fun to watch this run for them. But I, the Suns are going to take this series in less than five games. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I would imagine you feel the same way. You know me. I think the Suns are going all the way. Yeah. Suns, I think they, they get out of this series without much of a struggle. Then they play the winner of the Jazz and a short, short-headed Mavericks. And they pretty much cakewalk their way to the Western Conference Finals. So, that which, good for the Suns. They absolutely deserve it. They've been the best team in basketball. And then they're going to have a... Hell of a matchup coming for the uh, the Bucks when the time comes, it, assuming the Bucks make out the East, which I think we both have. And uh, yeah, that's every first round game, some series previews so far. Uh, they've been great. They've been a whole lot of fun to watch, a whole lot of fun to talk about. And the beauty of the playoffs is we got at least another month and a half of this, probably closer to about two months to go. And he's taking some snaps. I'm not sure what's going on there, but we uh, we are coming to the end of the episode here. Slow preview uh, for the for the MTM IG. Respect, respect. The little, little two-manner here. Uh, you got any shout-outs before we go, Andy? Any, anybody, anything you want to talk about? Where are we at on time? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. I know that's usually my job, but I think we're right around probably like the 55-minute mark if I had to guess. Interesting. Um, nah, no shout-out for me, man. Um, I'm good, honestly. Playoffs are here. I think everyone was kind of waiting. People that like basketball um, – don't really care about the regular season of the NBA and I get it. So I think everyone's just ready to watch some NBA basketball, NBA playoff basketball. And we'll go from there. I don't know. My series uh, to watch would be the Celtics nets. 
to see who gets out of that round. Um, on the West, I don't know. I guess Grizz and Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. After that first game, that it has to be. So I'm with you. Yeah, I don't really have any shout outs. Uh, just, you know, everybody keep watching. It's the best, one of the best times of year, NBA playoffs. Every, every day, there's a great game on somewhere. Super excited to be a part of it. Super excited to be talking to you about it. And uh, hopefully next week we got the full the full group together and we can run a little three-man on it. A little three-man weave action. But yep. um, all right, cool. If you don't got anything else, I'll not. Wait, what do you – wait, JP, what was that, a flex over there? No, I was doing the three-man weave, blah, blah, bang. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Hey, JP, glad you had a great weekend, dude. Well, um, maybe think of a trivia question for next week. But uh, if you don't have anything else, I'm going to not say these fools out of here. I'm good, brother. Let's take it home. All right, namaste, namaste. Namaste, sir. We'll see you all next week. Girl, I fucking hate you. Fucking hate you. Wish I never met you. Never met you. I was too damn patient. Let me wait it. Now I'm on vacation. Get faded. Yeah. I have an F50 and a skirt with my bra right next to me. Should've been you with me, but you randomly turned a hole on me. Every time I walk in the sex, fit, drop it back quick. Could've had this. Can't imagine how you feel without me. How to blow up faster than you left me. You my life for a reason. I mean. For you to hear it You say I'll concede it So be it Even You left me in peace and That's why I gotta say Girl, I fucking hate you Fucking hate you Wish I never met you Never met you I was too damn patient You let me waiting Now I'm on vacation Get faded I hope they play me on every radio that you walk by I hope they pay me for your festival I know a shot is nearby I hope you're new boyfriend That's what you did to me I hope you